It's KKFN and KKFN HD1 Long Line Denver. Here we go. The 5 O'Clock Whistle, powered by smart local union nine sheet metal workers. One of my favorite teams, Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yeah. Next week they play the Denver Broncos in Colorado. I'm going with you, or you, we going to ride together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, that's a goal. I got to admit, where's, man. Uh, where is she doing? She doing it? Yeah, and this is your quarterback, right? What do you think your team will will look like, feel like, the identity of Smart, your team? tough, fast, disciplined, with character. I walked into and that one. We're going to go get that ball, man. Look at me. What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me? Your opinion of me is not the opinion that I have of myself. You ain't make me, so you can't break me. What you think is work ain't work to us that's standing on this wall. Because we understand what work is. I want to be so dominant here. I mean, we're going to be so dominant that we're going to pack the stadium. We're going to sell out all our apparel. We're going to do this. We're going to be on television. We're going to make so much. Yeah. yeah. We, we're going to command so much revenue for this university that we're going to add a baseball team. In one fight, we all fight. You understand that? Yes, I don't want to see y'all walking off with somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never do. You can't stop my mobility, first and foremost, and that don't stop my ability. My ability is God-given. I promise you, when we go to TCU, I'm running out in front of our team. Here we go. Man, oh, man, the hype is real. See you. We coming. Here we come. Woo! The voice of the buzz. Mark Johnson will join us in eight minutes. James Merrillac, KJ, Scrappy Will. What's up, fellas? Nobody knows how to pander like Scrappy Will. <laughs> he of Ken Denver and the University of Missouri is strolling in with his University of Colorado Buffalo shirt. Let's go, Buffs! Holy cow, go, Buffs! I got no problem with it. Much like my Russell Wilson bandwagon, anybody is welcome on the CU bandwagon at any time. I'm not going to be like Nuggets fans and say, oh, you weren't there for, during the lean years. Yeah. You didn't attend every game during the Carl Durrell era, so we don't want you. Nope. You want to join on uh, on the bandwagon right now? We'll hop aboard. I'm just wondering, Scrappy Will, how many sweaters was that T-shirt behind? Not many. Really? Oh. Front and center? Yeah. Ever since Prime, baby. Ever since Prime. I'm admitting I'm a bandwagon fan, but I'm a buff. So nine-month oh, anniversary of his hiring. Uh, right now, today? I think December 1st is when it got announced. In some ways, it feels like it's been nine years. I know. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a long time because that was, you know, bowl games hadn't even started yet when that came down. So there's been a lot that's happened. We have heard a lot from Prime. Uh, it's not the same as Russell Wilson fatigue a year ago. Like, gosh, they got to get to camp. But it is time to start playing some football. Well, let's, I, let's see I, what this guy's I got. I think the... See, the NFL just inherently doesn't need the promotion that college needs. You're the NFL. You're on national TV. It doesn't matter if you're the best team or the worst team. There's exposure because you're in the National Football League. So you could really make the case in the NFL. And, I mean, you know, Sean Payton spoke about it in a derogatory fashion about how disgusted he was about what they had to do in terms of PR for the Broncos or he felt like they had to do. It's different in college. If you don't have that guy out there, you don't have some sort of heritage for your program. I mean, Nick Saban doesn't have to shake his moneymaker. He's at Alabama. But when you have a dog-eared club that just won one game, 
I think you do got to get it out there, Will. I think you do got to represent to get anybody excited about it. Oh, yeah, guys. If I had told you nine months ago that the game of the weekend in week one, the big noon kickoff on Fox, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, Aaron Andrews, would be the buffs, you would have told me I was crazy. The big question is... Prime has done, and Prime's done it for nine months. To your point, every single day, that guy's recruiting in one way or another. Okay, so have we already seen what he does best? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think anyone's sitting here telling you he's a great X's and O's coach. No. No, Prime is a brand. He's a recruiter. And those coaches, those other coaches are going to be the coaches on game day. He's an expectation setter, right? Like, he's not looking at it saying, eh, if we win three or four games, that's an improvement. No, we're here to dominate. So um, what's his role during the game then? Cheerleader. I'm dead serious, man. You, man. You've seen all those videos of him dancing at Jackson State and getting the crowd going and the sideline going. That's what he does because his swagger is through the roof. And if they go to TCU tomorrow and shock the world, oh, I can't wait for the videos of Prime. <laughs> Do you think so we go to the offensive and defensive coordinators of the bus? So how are we feeling in those departments? Sean, what, Sean Lewis is running the offense? What do we know about these guys? I'm asking you. I, nothing. Nothing. I don't know anything about it. We'll see. We'll see tomorrow. We're fixing to find out. Let's just, hope, let's just hope Pat Shermer is not, you know. Um, okay. Have, Sean Payton complained about the PR they have to do? Uh, you, that was part of the article to Jared Bell in USA Today about, like, what, what was going on. All like, right. you know, that, like that they're part thing. of the reason you make $18 million a year is because it's a PR machine and people are watching. Like, that bothers me. Go back and coach the middle school team in Texas then, dude. You don't have to do any PR. He was, you know, it's funny about Sean. I mean, come on. And we like, but we both like Sean. I do, but we that doesn't mean like I have Sean. to agree with everything he says. I, That's nonsensical. Yeah, but remember, he had a couple lattes before that. So. <laughs> That's right. We're okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sober, is, sober thoughts or latte words. He, That's just what had, that is. he just had like a sit-down interview with Peter King. I'm seeing quotes that are coming out from a couple days ago. I mean, listen, man. We, guys, come on. Let's keep it real about Sean Payton. Let's just keep it real. When we saw him at those Nuggets and Avalanche games, when he's explaining, when he's Sean-splaining everything yeah. to everybody, to Greg Penner, that's a hockey stick. That guy's called the goalie. They're actually on ice. We saw him leaning over his wife Skyline's lap to tell Russell Wilson and Tim Patrick what a basketball was. He was giving stats to the TNT commentators about the game. We get it. This is how this guy rolls. I'm fine with it. And if the same rules don't apply to everybody that apply to him, that's okay because that's who he is as far as I'm concerned. I'm fine with all of that, too. I don't like the fact that he complained about the PR. It's like that's why the NFL is what it is, right? Like that's why it's a $10 billion a year entity Listen, and everybody Sean, makes crazy money. To defend the Broncos PR and everything they did, we were coming out of the comatose era of Vic Fangio and the frumpy gray T-shirt and the fact that sweatshirt and the fact that the guy – didn't have a suit on the day that he signed and had to get pants from the trainers that got hemmed up clumsily. And he went to a steakhouse and ordered a cheeseburger. That's right. We and then had, we had a coach who wanted to play fullback during training camp. That was great. When Hackett's out there running plays. And now, guys. Well, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second, because Pete Carroll throws passes, and so does Kyle Shanahan at the beginning of 49ers. All right, well, both are much more accomplished. <laughs> okay, yes, Will. We have two of the most famous five football coaches in America. Mm-hmm. Because who else is in that conversation? It's Saban, it's Belichick, and I don't know who five is. But Prime and Peyton, I think they cracked the, cracked the list. Andy Reid's going to be in that conversation. True. Sean McVay's got a look. He may be in that conversation. Sean Payton's more famous than Sean McVay. Pete Carroll? I mean, this is a fascinating topic. You're, you're not far off because we're having a hard time coming up with a lot of them. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, Belichick Jim Harbaugh, can save Jim it, Harbaugh. obviously. Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> maybe. The khaki pants. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to make All the right, top I'll, ten. I'll, I'll go to a top ten. How's that sound? I, I don't know that we can come up with nine guys ahead of them. They're not both one of them or but, both But think about that. Well, hold on. We, we went to, well, all right. Who's, who's more famous, Prime or, or uh, Sean Payton? Prime. By a mile. Yeah, it's not even close. It's, it's not even close. Who's more famous, Prime or John Elway? In this town, John Elway. Uh, Nationwide, overall. Prime. prime. Nationally, it's prime, yeah. Prime. Who's more famous, Peyton Manning or prime? That's a coin flip. That's a coin flip. That Peyton might, is on your TV all day, every day. That, that may Peyton be Peyton Manning. Manning, yeah. Peyton Manning that might be Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is. Yeah. Who's going to, if you're at one of those charity dinners and it's an auction and it's dinner with, who's getting more? who's getting a higher bid? Dinner with Dion or Dion with Peyton Manning? Oh. All I know is you're raising a lot of money. You are. But I think it's Peyton, I think. But, boy, that would be neck and neck. It depends who the audience is. Who would, what would you, who would you pay more to have dinner with? And I'd love to have dinner with either one of them. I think it'd yeah, be, it'd be a privilege either way. Who would I pay more money to have dinner with, Peyton or Prime? Well, I'll tell you this. At a Super Bowl, one of my most memorable experiences, because they had the big round tables at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and it wasn't dinner, but I sat at Randy Moss's table. And you you got 45 minutes to get around. For 45 minutes, I sat for 43 and a half minutes with Randy Moss and just listened to him talk, and it was like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I think I'd go with Prime. I think I... But listen, let me tell you, don't get me wrong, Payton could fill the time... Just fine. But the way I heard Randy Moss talk about stuff, I think, is the way Prime would talk about stuff, too, which is unfettered honesty as how he views things. I would and go, I think Peyton would hold back a little bit. I would go Peyton. So, Will, that put you on the spot to break the tie. Yeah, I lean Prime, guys. I do. Okay. I love Peyton. All right. But, but All right. you get me three beers in, it may go Peyton. <laughs> you know, I don't think you need anything for Prime. I think it's just whatever. But I think if we're getting a little bit loose... With, uh, what's he drink? What's, uh, Peyton's, uh, uh what did he call What was he? I put up Bud Light or whatever it was. Oh, he's got uh, a whiskey company. What he too, told he? Tracy Wilson after yeah. the Super Bowl. What he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go have a couple Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, things, when Stokely breaks out the cigar, yeah. you may get a more interesting conversation. But Prime, Prime, you don't need anything for. Prime just goes, and nobody, oh my goodness, nobody is going to be better to call the action than the voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Mark, it's great to have you on. How you doing? Well, fantastic. Is it going to be on with you guys? You got the whole whole gang hanging out with you guys this afternoon, huh? That's right. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm driving in a pickup truck with my wife, my son, and Gary Barnett. We're going out to have a steak in Fort Worth. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is yeah. absolutely fantastic. I was with a, a buddy of mine, and he had a friend who was one on, on one of your 100-mile horseback rides. Oh, yeah. We do that the last week of July every year, 100 miles up in the wilderness somewhere. Right. So to imagine you in Texas with a pickup truck with Coach, I mean, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, give me the vibe. Give me the feeling, Mark. What, what is the overall um, feeling there? Well, you know, we just pulled away from the team hotel here five minutes ago. And, I mean, the place is just buzzing. You know, you walk through the lobby, and it's it's a who's who of Buff Nation, and uh, you're running into, you know, Warren Sapp was there, by the way. So, you know, you've got guys like that hanging around. And 
it's 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 just like everything else, D-Bank, that, you know, since Prime has got there, it's like a tsunami has hit Boulder, and, and that storm has worked its way down here to Fort Worth. So it, it really is kind of a surreal deal, to be honest with you. Mark, Will Peterson here. In terms of the game tomorrow, obviously – they're three touchdown dogs. I think that's way too many points. But do yeah. you, do you get the the sense that not only can they keep this close, but there is a true belief in that locker room they can win this game and shock the world tomorrow? Well, I, you know, if you're around uh, Coach Prime at all, I mean, you know, you, anything negative or anything questioning success just is not even tolerated. And so, you know, that's certainly the vibe you get from the locker room. Now, the reality of that is, I don't know. I mean. You know, I, I get asked that all the time, and you think to yourself, well, you got a new coach, you got a new staff, you got a new system, you got an entirely new roster. You know, and I, I know what my eyes tell me during practice, but I'm not sure how to evaluate that objectively, to be honest with you. And so uh, I'm as intrigued as anybody is going to that ball game tomorrow. They're going to play a very good team at TCU. And, uh, you know, that I think is a legitimate, you know, top 20 football team that's proven itself being in a title game a year ago. So, you know, the, the storylines in this thing are fantastic tomorrow. Mark. The sense of communication, to me, when I think of some of the struggles of CU, I just think of communication issues over the years. Like, not just just not having everybody on the same page, maybe not even in the same book. With a brand new staff and never having the benefit of, you know, preseason games, how do you think, or what have you seen, I'll say positive, that those issues that have crept up in the past won't be part of things here in the future? Well, I, I think, you know, the one thing is, is you've got obviously the leadership of Rick George and going out and hiring a guy like Coach Prime and then Prime putting the staff together. And, and you don't have to spend a whole lot of time around the two coordinators, Sean Lewis and Charles Kelly, uh, and you're not impressed by those two guys. And so, I mean, they're, they're ball coaches, and I'm real intrigued by what they do, the systems they run, and how they handle themselves, the way they're coaching their side to the ball. So, you know, right now, you know, everything's still in that honeymoon stage before the first game. Everyone's rolling the right in the same direction, uh, has the same messaging. And, and so, you know, that, that's why you feel optimistic about this. And then what I, what I talked about earlier with you know, the talent on the field. I mean, when you get on out there, you start looking at guys like Travis Hunter, obviously, and Shador Sanders as a quarterback, and Jimmy Horn Jr. And, uh, you know, I just go on, on down the line with some of the transfers they have. There, there's reason to be optimistic. And, and so you like what you see in that regard. I, I think it's fair to say, you know, the offensive and defensive fronts maybe aren't as deep as you want them to, dip, to be, but what they are starting out there is pretty impressive, and so you hope they stay healthy in that regard. So there's a lot of reasons to feel optimistic about what's going to happen tomorrow. Mark, with Shadur Sanders, I think it's awesome um, that, you know, he's playing for his father. I think that benefits him in a lot of ways. I also think it hurts him, though, a little bit because there's that factor of, ah, he's just the quarterback because he's the coach's kid. I think people who think that are wrong. This kid can be yeah. special. Can yeah. you give us a little insight on Shadur, the player, his style, and and is he, you know, is he a top twenty quarterback in the country? Is that kind of what we should expect? Well, I don't know where to rank him, but I'll say this: he looks the part to me. And, you know, and we we saw the highlights of Jackson State, and you you know you think, well, it looks pretty good. I know he was a four star recruit coming out. It was a recruit by some major programs, but you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so seeing him firsthand. He carries himself very well. I've said this about, about Coach Prime before. I'm going to give him credit for it for the way he's raised his sons. Both Shadur and Shiloh, when you talk to them, they handle themselves very well. There, there's a, a presence about them. Now, from Shadur's standpoint on the football field, he moves very well. He's athletic. He's obviously a highly intelligent kid. And then he throws the ball very nicely. And, and it's accurate. It's there on time. He makes the reads. So all of the tools you're looking for, all the benchmarks you're looking for, He's got, and, and that, 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 that should give, I think, CU fans a lot of optimism. 
Okay, Mark, what's the intangible for tomorrow and, and perhaps the rest of the season? Um, well, yeah, D-Mac, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's so hard to, to handicap this thing. But uh, yeah. I'll say this. Um, if you're looking for a team with swagger, Colorado's got swagger. And, and so there, there's, no, there's no shortage of, of optimism. There's no shortage of confidence. There's no uh, shortage of bravado. And so there's an intangible for you tomorrow. Uh, even though they're playing a team that was in the national championship game, this squad is going to come out and believe they belong there. And that, that's, a, that's a big thing we haven't been able to say for a while with the University of Colorado. Were you impressed that the volleyball school that is Nebraska put up 11 points in their football game yesterday? <laughs> you know, for a football school, they're a great volleyball program. What do you think about that? I think it's great. And, you know, it's, 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 hey, the season isn't over with TCU. We're just getting going. We're just yeah. getting started, Mark. So um, have a great call. Uh, say hi to Coach. Enjoy your steak. And, man, oh, man, we are on pins and needles to see what, what exactly is in store. But, again, again, it is just the start. Mark, it is yeah. just the start of things, right? Yeah. Well, and, and, and I was going to say, don't overstate one way or the other, depending on what we see tomorrow, right? I mean, don't, don't uh, write the conclusion on one ball game. So tomorrow is going to be the first act of this thing. And I'm excited about it. I'm optimistic about it. And uh, let's hope it goes well. And then we'll move on and then see that volleyball school coming to town next week. Let's <laughs> go, Buzz. All right, Mark. Thanks, pal. All right. Talk to you later. You're the great Mark Johnson. Oh, Love Mark Johnson. Oh, my God. That voice. I mean, are you kidding me? You know what I would give to have a voice like that? Are you kidding me? It's the best in the business. No, it's ridiculous. Uh, by the way, Drew just sent us the depth chart for the Buffs. They finally released that. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to break down the left guard with you, but I got my guy Travis Hunter as a number one wide receiver uh, and I, a number one cornerback. All right. So he's playing both ways. I mean, wasn't that the expectation? Yeah, but didn't he get tired? I mean, when's the last time we saw oh, a legitimate man. guy in the NFL or, or call, big-time college play know, both the, ways? The, la- the last guy I can remember, uh, I cannot remember his name. He played at Ole Miss a few years back in this guy was so exhausted by halftime, they had to put IV fluids just so, just so he doesn't die. I mean, uh, Travis Hunter rated himself as one of the top three candidates for the Heisman Trophy with Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders recently on his own podcast. So He doesn't lack confidence. <laughs> I mean, you got to earn that somehow, right? Being a receiver and a cornerback. I mean, somebody around here may have suggested that for Patrick Sertan mm. for a pass or two, but, you know, who would that moron be? And then that coach who scoffed at you. Uh, How's he doing? Uh, Jer Bear had to sweep him out. What's he, what's he up to these days? I love that how Jer Bear got hired at, like, 9 a.m. Yeah. And he fired Stooks and Barry at, like, 9 at night. He's like, oh, I'm doing something big in my first day, boys. General Jerry. I love, well, first of all, the vo- Mark Johnson is just, I mean. Nicest dude in the world. Oh, my Lord. It's so great. Yeah, 100-mile horseback ride. How'd you like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can make it a mile. But um, that's great. Where are you? I'm in a pickup truck with Coach Barnett, my wife, and we're going to get a steak in Texas. That's great. I mean, are you kidding me? As you look at this thing from a more objective standpoint, and I do call myself a poser buff because I'm just friends with so many people that see you, and I do not, do not have anything against CSU. I just, you know... I just, I just don't have the same connection as I do to see you. You're a Colorado guy for sure, but you did go to the University of Missouri. Mm-hmm. So I do think our perspective on this thing is a little bit more objective than perhaps people that are, you know, wearing black and gold sunglasses. Well, and you got to remember, these people have been through 20 miserable years. 
I mean, outside of 2016, the one year under McIntyre where they had a good year, it's been two decades of futility in Boulder. So I'm not going to tell anyone how to fan or say, hey, you're being too optimistic. These people, since 2003, have watched arguably the worst program in Division One college football, so they can have all the hype they want. That said, I understand where you're going with this. There's a reason the win total is three and a half. If we come back down to earth, there's a reason I told Zach by yesterday that score bug in the fourth quarter may be 51 to three. We just don't know what we're expecting tomorrow. That's why I also said it could be 28 27 buffs. DMAC, I have never felt so clueless in training a game. I don't know how anybody with any sense of accuracy, aside from fanning out, would tell you what to expect. But that, again, is sort of the beauty of college football year in and year out, right? Like, you just don't know. What's important to consider for CU is at least they're on somewhat of an even playing field, which they hadn't been for years and years and years, right? Yes, and that's what Coach Prime does, and that's what the new college football with the NIL and the relaxed rules on the transfer portal and all that, you can become good overnight. And it used to be rebuilds were four- or five-year projects. No, no, no. Rebuilds are, you know what the last nine months were? That was the rebuild. Mm-hmm. And with the 80-something new players tomorrow, I want to see a competitive ball game because let's be honest, DMEC, they were competitive with these guys in Boulder last year for three quarters. And TCU went on to play for a national title. And that CU team last year stunk. So they can, like, they can hang with these guys. It is 41 to 3, though. I said 51. 51 to 3. Okay. I, I, I want to ask but you this. But it's not, right? No, I don't think it will be. But if it is, how much does the hype train just fall off the train? It takes a hit. A massive hit. It takes a hit. Um, it can't get a, blown out tomorrow. It's you a, just can't. It's, it's a tough one. Because if you do get blown out, well, how did you get blown out? And likely, if you got blown out, it was because of turnovers and mistakes. And most likely, that would probably come from Shador. And it's difficult to understand because Dion, like you said, well, he's not he's not Sean. He's not calling the plays. Like Sean Payton's calling the plays. Sean Payton is managing the game. Sean, that is Sean Payton's expertise. Sean Payton's not a recruiter. You don't have to be a recruiter. Not really in the NFL. I mean, just a a little bit with free agency. An absolute fraction of what you have to do in college. Yeah, I, I think if you've got a good history as a coach, it just helps you in free agency. But even in free agency, I remember when Peyton Manning was here, and I forget it was like a linebacker who chose to go to the Colts rather than the Broncos. And this is when Peyton Manning was with the Broncos. And I was like, um, <laughs> like how? There's money. It's just financial sort of things. It's just... It's just different. So if you're in charge of PR, if that's what you do, if that's what your most skilled thing is and inspiring and it goes sideways, well, we're, we got some challenges here. And nobody's doubting Prime. Nobody's against Prime. Nobody. But it puts pressure on Prime because I think he looks not at the Boulder Daily Camera or the muggles like us. I think his radar is up, you know, nationally. Oh, he's turning on Skip Bayless on Monday morning and wants to see what he and Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson we are saying We have audio about of Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser talking about CU. Yes. That's the level Prime is at, but that's why I said if it's worst-case scenario, you know what will happen Monday? They'll make fun of him for 10 minutes, and then they'll ignore him the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't have it happen. They will be relevant locally. No one is questioning that. But if you get blown out, the national shine goes away. How's that Missouri looking these days for you? Oh, we won last night. Oh, you did? Who'd you play? South Dakota, FCS. 
35 to 10. Can't wait to go 5 and 7. What's a haboob? Is a weather event? It is a weather event. Saw a little chatter about that last night. <laughs> it was a weather event. Man, AK, I thought I had a stumper question here about a haboob. I, I thought you did, too. I even hey, called, I, 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 I got to give you credit, man. That was good. I even called a kaboob earlier. I even got it wrong, and uh, everybody knew what I was you talking about. I'm better off calling it a kebab. I mean, I would have a haboob. I've never heard of that in my life. Fill us in on the specifics, though. That's what happened in the Arizona State game last night that caused over a two-hour uh, delay. It's essentially a really, really big dust storm. Mm. That is uh, when they have um, whatever the you know the, the you know thermal condition, Chris Bianchi, you know, like tornado is too strong of a word. Yeah, it's not a tornado. You're not dying. You know, they're not ripping up buildings or anything. I know, but what's that word? Because now that you said it, I can. What's the word? Tornado. No, it's on the tip of my tongue, like a... Dust devil? A dust devil, so maybe? Dust de- no, haboob is definitely... No, haboob is basically like when a front comes in and lifts up all the dust off the ground. Monsoon events. Monsoon events. Monsoon events, yeah. yeah. They have monsoon events in the desert. And it yeah. creates a haboob. A monsoon is water. This doesn't sound like there was much water involved. You know what happens in at, at the fan when I'm on the air? What's that? It's just a boob. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drive on the fan. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents The Drive. It's uh, D-Mac with Scrappy Will Peterson, KJ Drew, Rooftop Richie hanging around, everybody in a great mood as we're sliding into a holiday weekend. We threw some Michigan State. Wow, it's no score with Michigan State and Central Michigan. Let's go Central Mish. Pretty deep into the first quarter. You know why we're rooting for Central Michigan, D-Mac? Uh, not, uh, no. Midnight Mel. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta fade Midnight Mel. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't root against uh, my guy Richie. So I, I get it with Midnight Mel, but oh, I'm just representing Buff Nation here. Yeah, that's a fair point. They don't care about Richie. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they care more about Midnight Mel falling flat on his face up there in East Lansing. Kyle Sloter, you remember him? Uh, yes, uh, 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 a darling of training camp. There were folks who legitimately wanted him to start over Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch, which in hindsight, maybe he should have. On Twitter last night, by the looks of QB depth chart these days, I should have worked harder to be the best friends with the starter instead of actually competing and playing well. Teams value average backup play so the starter isn't threatened. Hashtag bitter. Take of the day, LOL. I don't think he's wrong, do you? I reached, I got a little friendship with Kyle. Do you? I do. How, I how'd do. that come about? Um, I, You know, he just, uh, I DM'd him about something. Oh, you slid in. I slid into the DMs. Nice. And we just sort of struck up some conversations over the years. And uh, Was he a listener of the show? Um, Not necessarily, but my, my son was playing baseball initially at Northern Colorado, and there was just a little, you know, a little bear talk, a little, hey, Kyle, rooting for you, getting back to me. My son's going there. I don't know. We just started chatting a little bit. Gotcha. I'm not going to go overboard here, but but enough that there's a back and forth at least. And, you know, I saw that and I said, well, I, th- I think he's right about that. I, th- I think one of the keys when you look at the back of quarterback situation, Will, and the NFL is that you're not that threatening to whoever the starter is. Well, look at who Patrick Mahomes' backup is. I don't even know who his backup is now. And Blaine Gabbert. Okay. Blaine Gabbert's not taking Patrick Mahomes' job. Uh, what do you think the relationship is with Jared Stidham and Russell Wilson? Mm, competitive? No. 
Not really. Uh, no. 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 Definitely not. I mean, I know Jared got big money for a backup. He he got one-tenth of the money Russ is making. Russ Jared, can just pull the bank account. I point. think Jared Siddham's probably one of the happier dudes. Um, and if he knows the writing on the wall. Yep. Like Trevor Simeon, I think, is finally without a team set up to be, you know, uh, the best softball player on the insurance company that he, you know, he works for coming up. But but when you look at Trevor Simeon's career, like wow, like way to go for a guy who never thought he might play one down in professional football. What an incredible career! Well, you know who's had the best job in America the last fifteen years? Who's that? Chase Daniel. Uh, there you go. Because the stats about Chase Daniel, he's made like fifty million dollars to hold a clipboard, and oh by the way, he didn't get hit in the head. For 15 years either. And then you look at a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who's the world's greatest dude. Like, who could say a bad word about Teddy Bridgewater? And then when you just go through these lists of backup quarterbacks, I think Sloter's got an interesting point. And the one thing about Kyle is he really wasn't kissing butt to anybody. No. Uh, His level of confidence with who he was and what he was trying to do was right up there. And he had a really impressive sort of preseason run in Minnesota. There's kind of this weird... Kyle Sloter uh, sort of vibe going on in a couple of different markets. But how important is it that a backup quarterback is just there to be buddies with the starter, to make you feel comfortable? I think that's what the the guys with the bigger egos probably want. They don't want – you think Aaron Rodgers wants a backup who's pushing him? I think it's pretty clear he didn't. No. And he is – if you watch Hard Knocks, he is really embracing the Zach Wilson mentor role. Why? Because Zach Wilson's no threat to him whatsoever. Exactly. Zach Wilson is like a, like wet toilet paper compared to Aaron Rodgers' personality. So I do think there's something to it. But but here's the thing: there's 80 backup or there's 80 QBs in the league, right? Because we know everyone carries two, and about half the teams carry three. So mm-hmm. let's call it 80. Isn't Kyle Slaughter one of the 80 best quarterbacks I out think, there? I think it's probably. I think he is, for it sh- sure. It shocks me he doesn't have a job, because if he had a job, he wouldn't be posting bitter takes on Twitter. <laughs> it definitely is a bitter take. There's no doubt about it by his own admission. And we find out today, is that right about Chad Kelly getting a deal with the Argos? Yes, Chad Kelly is now the highest paid player in the CFL. A three-year deal, $1.865 million, which that's a... That's a lot of money. That's the highest paid player in the entire league. But it's a shocking number when you find out that the CFL's highest paid player is on a three-year $1.865 million deal. Uh, I'm, wow. I'm taking a step back on that one. That it, does surprise yeah. me. I mean, you and I money, average Joe money, six hundred grand a year, an amazing life. Of course, that would be but ridiculous. pro athlete money, you don't really think of that. Well, I'm having more of a moment of, like, that's the highest paid guy in the league? Yeah. And did you, did you hear what he went and bought? No. A new vacuum cleaner. <laughs> there's, there's our guy, Will Peterson, for you, <laughs> with all the jokes. No, I, I actually like Chad. Chad made, <laughs> Thank you, KJ. Yeah. Timing's everything. Chad, Chad made a little bit of a mistake, or, or a big mistake. And it, it cost him with the Broncos. It did. It's, it's um, listen, if, I do like the fact that Sean Payne has come in here and buttoned things up. No Halloween parties? Can you imagine? No, seriously, could you imagine? I don't think Sean would let it happen. You didn't have field day, did you? Well, it happened. It happened two years in a row. Mm. It was the second, was it the second year? There were problems both years. Oh, no, no, no. It was the first year. The second year, Vaughn's teammates didn't want to pay him any money. No event. 
talked to Stokely and Zach about that when he was still here. He admitted that there was tension in the locker room over who was paying for the Halloween party. Yeah, because guys didn't want to go to it because the team was death spiraling and, you know, it wasn't really high on a lot of guys' radar. Can you imagine that? Your favorite football team that you invest in every Sunday and you look forward to all year, they're not playing well because they're fighting over who's picking up the the DJ at the Halloween party. Right, and I think people miss the point when, when it's, oh, what are you guys ripping on them? It's okay to have a Halloween party. You know, inherently, Will, this is like, it's better to know somebody who owns a boat rather than you owning a boat. Mm. Like, if you get invited to a Halloween party and you want to go to a Halloween party, but when you're hosting it, you're making a big deal of it, how much time and energy and effort is going into it? I mean, stop. What are we really, truly focused on here? And guess what? It goes poorly. Because one time you got Chad Kelly roaming the streets of Inglewood. Right. And the next time you got guys fighting over the almighty dollar. Yeah, so maybe just find a Halloween party in your neighborhood. Maybe go to a corn maze. Maybe, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of other, just go out to a nightclub that's having a Halloween party. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of ways to go about it. Well, and here was the other Do you know the Broncos had their own company Halloween party? I didn't. It, they did. It was like at the aquarium. Probably was not as rowdy as the players <laughs> at the aquarium. It's a nice little event, and the Broncos historically have had a nice little event. There was one year that, this is not a joke, Peyton Manning showed up as Elvis. Brock Osweiler showed up as a ballerina. No, really? That is a really true story. Because wow. one guy was the king. And the other guy was Brock Osweiler. This is The Drive on The Fan. I feel the master. I feel It's The Drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Represent your college. Richie, we got uh, Central Michigan, Michigan State, no score. Who you got? What's your school this weekend? Uh, Southern Miss, of course. We got all corn state at home. We're probably going to okay. win like 62 to 3. Let's go. 62 to 3. It's kind of spoiled on you. Missouri had a game last night. Yeah, my Tigers already won, so let's go, boys. SEC in the house. I am a proud member of the ACC, which now includes Stanford and Cal and SMU. And Syracuse, you've got to pay attention to Syracuse because our own Orlando Franklin is on the call. Syracuse in the toothpaste stool. School. Colgate. I don't even know what the spread on that game is. I'm not even sure what time it is. But we got Drew in the house for CU. We got Jake Shapiro in the house for CU. We got James Merlot in the house for CU. What up, James? Hope that drive's going okay. We are CU Buff Strong. We have Rachel, who's CSU. I go by everybody, huh? We got Zach, who is, I want to say, St. Rose. Yep, Am I good on the St. Rose, yeah. right? In the, the Albany area. We got Stink, who's a vandal out of Idaho. We got Mike Evans in the ACC, the All Coast Conference. I'll steal a Richie Carney, a good one, with Syracuse as well. Help me out. Who am I forgetting here? Uh, you're forgetting Nate. Nate Jackson Menlo. They don't have football anymore. Stokely. Stokely. Stokely is a raging Cajun out of Louisiana Lafayette. Cecil. Cecil is uh, last chance. Uh, last chance to the college. I'm not quite sure. I'm Nate, not sure he Nate Jackson. Yeah. Well, I already said Menlo, oh, who doesn't yep. even have football anymore. 
So, you know, everybody, Bob Sir Cecil's got a college. I'm sure there's a college that he's, he's down with. So, um, anybody else? Who else am I thinking? Who's Mace? UCF? USF? Oh, that's a good one. I think he's the Florida. He's the Florida. Well, it's USF or UCF. It's the worst one. I can't remember. I think he's USF. 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 But I bet you dollars to donuts he's partial to Wisconsin as well. I bet you he's got a little something going on over there with Wisconsin. (laughs) Something like that. Anybody else? Anybody else? Let me think. Who else? Who we got? You got Raj. You got Richie. Raj. What was Raj? Raj is a player. Raj is a real player. Marietta, I think. Marietta? Yeah. No, Raj was a a football player in college. What position he played? What do you think? <laughs> don't, be a wise, don't be a wise guy there, KJ. I'm sure he was an, an athletic offensive lineman. I'm sure he was a twinkle toes out there, killing suckers in Marietta. Um, who else? Who else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Did I get everybody? It always feels good when your college gets going, right? Yeah, last night was fun, man. Orlando, Orlando. Yes, I was just about to say, big holy old. cow! What are we talking about? The University U. of Miami, No. Sean, Georgia, like a legend. He won't even watch himself on Swamp Kings, even though he's a star of it. <laughs> I brought that up two days in a row. Me, Might have been two too many. Me and Will were a little too scared to bring that on air. You brought that on oh, air. I brought we up the about last two days day. with him. Yeah, I brought it up three days in a row. <laughs> but he's, he's just—I mean, I don't know what it's like to be that talented that you could not watch yourself. When you're featured on Netflix well, on a football he, he's show, he's not portrayed in the nicest of lights. In the, well, but he's the he's the antagonist. But in some ways, that's a hero on the other side of things. Like oh, yeah. if you were to look at Swamp Kings from I hate Florida side, No Sean is kind of a hero in year the first year and the second year they you know go over the top. Well, you think them. Isaiah Thomas is watching the Jordan documentary? Um, fair point. Fair point. If you're yeah, but you got to see this with No Sean. Like, I think it's kind of hype the way he's portrayed. Yeah, like, like he is like a he was in their time. heads. Yeah, no kidding. I don't, no. I don't think he's portrayed as like a jerk or whatever. I think it's kind of cool the way No Sean's portrayed. No doubt. I mean, I, I'd either want to be Michael Jordan or Isaiah Thomas to be either one of those two guys. Jay, that shirt awesome. looks like you bought it five minutes ago. Seriously, are you kidding? It me? Is straight out of the nineties. That's a you've had that since the nineties. I've had this since I moved to Boulder in two thousand seven. Did you think you were going to grow into it? Yes. What happened? It didn't happen. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, holy cow, Jay, you were swimming in that sucker. You know, the big T-shirts are in right now. I'm trying to rock the 90s fit with the hat. I'm, I'm all about 1991, the last time Colorado was, well, okay. 1994. You know, we're trying to bring it back. And we've got Deion Sanders with Troy Aikman down there at Fort Worth. It's all about the 90s. Now, man. as much as Drew loves CU and James and everybody loves CU, Jake is a teacher at CU. Jake, you gloss yourself a little bit about what you do up there with the Buffs. I teach students about sports broadcasting and sports journalism. I've got a class on Tuesday and Fridays, and uh, we've got kids heading down to Fort Worth right now as we speak. They're boarding their flights. Uh, they're going to cover the team. It's awesome. I've been up on campus on and off all week. The excitement is just unbelievable. I heard Mark Johnson, who was my teacher for the same class I am now teaching, oh, by the way, trip. Um, just on with you guys and. It, 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 that's how it feels. He captured it right. It's just, it's the, the buzz is a tsunami. It's crazy. I've never felt anything like it. Okay. Well, here we are, guys. What are we expecting? Man, I, I told you I see the two scenarios. I see the two scorebooks. But I'm going to say the scorebook that I see is the CU buff shocking the world and winning tomorrow, 28 27. Wow. That is my pick. They go down to TCU. They lost Max Duggan and Prime Fever. Gets out of control even more than it already is. See who's going to win this game. Give me a. We could show some picks here, man. That'd, that'd be cool. Jake, what do you got? 
It's going to be worse than three scores. Okay. It's going to be really, really Give me bad. a number. Uh, I'm going to go with 42 to 21, something like that. 42, 17, somewhere in that range. I will go 42, 27. 42, 27. So I think they covered the number, but, you know, it still gets it. KJ, what you got? Give me a number. After making a few phone calls and checking the tape, <laughs> I got TCU winning 45-34. For, good game. Drew, what do you got? I got TCU 55-42. to Wow. We're in the Big 12. This Roof- barn-burning talking cat here, man. Rooftop, you got something, Richie? You got, you got a score? You got a number for us? We'll see you. Yeah, I I think they're going to lose CU, but I I think it's going to be tighter. I, I'll give it like 38-28. 38-28. We got right. a lot of covers. Only Jake, not a cover. Great the team's cover. Buff here, by the way. I, 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 yeah, I, what's, 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 your, what's your doubts? Where are you at? Do you know how many 300 You know pounds? what? Save that. Save your doubts. Save your thoughts. Because Denver Sports Tonight is coming up. I might have to hear it, though. I mean, I, I, can't, get, I can't get rid of it. I can't get enough of it. Well, then why don't you hang out with us? Well, maybe I will. Okay. <laughs> also, my wife is working concessions at Stutler Bowl tonight, and I have nothing to do tonight. So why don't you stay? Right. I mean, then, you know. Consider any, this an official invitation. She would rather serve uh, hot dogs and uh, corn dip than uh, hang out with uh, her pal D-Mac. What's the game over at Stutler tonight? She might be at Legacy. Okay. I don't know. She's She ain't around. So I got nothing to do. So maybe we'll see where it goes. Who knows? Do we got anything better to do than get hyped for CU? We'll find out next. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Higher.